This is the Church Planting Podcast, brought to you by the Broadcast Network. Broadcast exists to support, train and encourage church planters. For more information about who we are or about the training that we offer, please visit our website at www.thebroadcastnetwork.org. Hello everyone, welcome to the Broadcast Podcast. It's Tom here and in this episode I've got the privilege of introducing you to a new member of the Broadcast team and that is Beth who's been working with us for for about three months now. Uh, Beth, why don't you, before we get into what you're doing on Broadcast and the new developments coming up, just tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are and what God's been doing in your life. Yeah, so yeah, as Tom said, my name's Beth. Um, I'm originally from Guernsey, a little island. I grew up in a fairly average Christian home. My dad was uh, the leader at my church that we were a part of. Um, yeah, so church was a very normal standard part of my life. Um, uh, I asked my mum to pray with me when I was a little kid to welcome Jesus into my life. And, and basically that was that. Um, <laughs> and then as a teenager, um, I realized that my relationship with God was a lot more personal and uh, yeah it was moving beyond kids club stories and this was a god who knew me and had made me for a purpose um and i actually had a quite a life-changing encounter with the holy spirit when i was around 16 when someone prophesied over me that i'd work in the fashion industry and um, at the time i was set on becoming a teacher and i only had a few small sketches of clothes i designed in a notepad um but looking back now, I, I knew that God had been leading me up to that point, really. And so I changed my school course options, changed the university courses I was looking at, um, and proceeded to go to, on to study fashion design. And then 10 years since then, um, I've worked in the industry and I've seen firsthand the effects of the industry in, in developing countries. And um, yeah, I'm really passionate about taking Jesus into those areas and into those communities. Um, so it's it works great to be working alongside broadcast now and be a part of the the global vision that it has to expand the gospel um, to yeah communities all over the world. Great, it's, it's so exciting to hear how God just takes you faithfully on a journey through life. Um, but as you say, you're on the broadcast team now, and we've not branched out into broadcast fashion ministries. Uh, it's a little bit different what we're doing uh, and what you're doing here. But actually that same kind of design flair is seen. Anyone who has been engaged with broadcast much in recent months will have already seen Beth's work on our social media and uh, emails that you receive will be put together by Beth. Um, but also there's a, a particular project that you've been brought onto the team to, to be involved with and to run. And uh, I thought it'd be good for people just to hear a little bit about what this project is and what they can expect over the next few months. Yeah. So, um, yeah, as, as Tom's right, it's not really a fashion element quite yet on uh, the broadcast team. Maybe some merch one day. <laughs> but uh, yeah, my role at the moment um, is focusing on getting content from David Denish, Devonish uh, onto the broadcast platform. So David is a part of the New Frontiers team and has preached around the world on topics such as spiritual warfare, um, cross-cultural contextualization, um, apostolic ministry, and lots more. He's got a wealth of wisdom and uh, a really wide-ranging catalogue of work as well that basically I'm uh, tracking down and we're refilming 
all of his sessions and uploading them so that his complete catalogue and ministry is available on, on broadcast um, with, with access to everyone really to be able to learn from it. So um, yeah, it's really exciting um, to be involved in that. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to getting this whole lifetime of ministry content all in the one place that'll be so good so you've started on it you're working now on uh is, is it the first of the courses you're working on at the moment yeah yeah this is, um so uh, currently i'm working on uh practical apostolic ministry um which is really exciting it's um it's basically um involving kind of how as leaders across the world do we handle conflict within leadership but also just the the everyday things of uh, shepherding a church and shepherding leaders so it's it's really interesting yeah i can't wait to get into this one um we've got a little bit of a, a clip from it as well haven't we that we're going to yeah, share with yeah. people what what is this clip going to teach people that we're going to share with them now um so yeah the clip just has some initial kind of top 10 uh, practical ways of how as leaders we immerse ourselves into the community. Um, so it's got some great ones just about the, the everyday elements of how we interact with, uh, with the church, but then also how we send out others and how we greet others as well. And it's just got some really, really helpful bite-sized practical steps, um, yeah, to just advance in in apostolic ministry. Brilliant, and this will just be a little taster. Uh, the full course will be several videos, is it five or six videos in uh, this one? Seven, yeah. Seven videos, mm. and what can people do if they, if they like this little taster and they want to get the full course? Yeah, so the course will be available in the next week or so on Broadcast Network, so you just log on to thebroadcastnetwork.org, uh, sign up if you don't have an account already, and yeah, you can watch and do all of the courses there there'll be notes as well that you can access uh, to use alongside the videos that you'll be able to watch and um, yeah so they'll be online available soon brilliant thank you beth um, i hope you enjoy this little sample from david then and i'm sure you'll all be hearing more from beth and her work in the coming days and weeks see you later everyone it says of the macedonian churches when Paul is exhorting the church in Corinth about the offering, he said the churches in Macedonia gave themselves first to the Lord and then to us. When he's writing to Colossae, he said, you've heard, even though Paul had never been to Colossae, he could write in a family way to them because he said, you've heard it from Epaphras, who was Paul's companion for a while. And had produced the same apostolic foundation, but also the same family relationships. Also, longevity of relationship. Relationship means that you keep coming back. You're not just an occasional speaker. Remember people. I know... Obviously, I go some places where I'm simply speaking at a conference, but churches that I'm building with, I make sure I've got to know the leaders. I remember things about them. And we spend lots and lots of time together. We travel together. I remember once I was introduced to a particular rural church in Pakistan. And 
Uh, it was a wonderful church. And the pastor of that church introduced me and say, said, this is David. He's come from the UK. And he's our church's grandfather. Because the Pakistani brother who'd planted those churches spoke of me as his spiritual father. And this pastor had got hold of that. He didn't introduce me uh, with someone with, as apostolic or as a well-known speaker. He said, this is David, our church's grandfather. He also understood what was important culturally and contextually. And I've tried to do things like that. You can't always do this, but sometimes Scylla and I have travelled to another country simply to attend one of the leader's children's wedding. I say, why would you do that? And that waste of time? No, no, no. It built relationally. And you can't do it for every wedding, but it just demonstrates that you are considering the people. So... I've already started on some of the practical ways in which you do it. But here's a few more hints. Firstly, wherever possible, stay in homes. Some places I go to now I can't simply because of security reasons for the people I'm visiting. But where I possibly can, my wife and I stay in their homes. We relax together. I don't withdraw by myself or us as a couple or withdraw to have a relationship with the team that's travelled with me. But find out how do they relax together and go as part of that. When I go to Russia, particularly we spend time in the sauna and in hot springs, especially in the middle of the winter, going to pools of hot springs. It's great. Paul wasn't married, so we can't be absolute on this. And there's often today many way reasons why a wife can't travel with her husband. But when you can, particularly when you're empty nesters, Somehow, if Scylla's with me, I'm perceived more relationally because we relate to couples as couples and the church, we relate to them together and Scylla gets involved with different things. Also, I try and remember key things about people, just demonstrating that I know them. So the next time I see them, I'll ask a question about it. Families are actually formed by stories and memories. You know, that helps a natural family. You know, the children remember a particular holiday or a particular event and talk about it often. And so stories, memories of how things happened before, stories from the past, but up-to-date stories as well. Also, 
make sure you're praying over people, prophesying over people as individuals. It's remembered. Often I don't remember them, but when I come, oh, you're the person that prophesied this over me. And then they tell me a story, which is a great encouragement. The power of blessing as a father, not just as an anointed ministry. In the charismatic movement today, there's so often a running after anointed ministry for a blessing. But actually, biblically, the father's blessed. And there's power in that. Sometimes people come up to me for prayer afterwards. And I, I say, well, what would you like me to pray for? And they say, just bless me. And I do that. It's powerful. A thank you following a visit. A demonstration of a genuine appreciation, like you would in a family. Ensure conferences have plenty of time for relationship. I remember our first large conference in uh, the, the Russian-speaking countries, and we gathered a number of pastors and wives together, um, many of them we didn't know. I made sure, and the team did as well, that Scylla and I sat with different couples over meals. We didn't just stick together. Made sure of that. So ensure conferences have time for relationships. And don't just retreat to the green room. Have the meals together and pray for one another in that context. However, it must be purposeful. 